Welcome to Study the Word Podcast with your host, Dr. Marty Mento. Together we will discover wisdom that leads to salvation and spiritual growth. Here with today's Bible teaching is your host, Dr. Marty Mento. Well, thank you so much, Randy, and welcome to Study the Word. We begin a brand new discipleship series called Discipleship Steps, and I am so excited about this. And again, if you have not received your free booklet uh, for you to fill in and to carry with you as you listen to these podcasts, I want to encourage you to email me at discipleshipsteps at gmail.com. That's discipleshipsteps at gmail.com. Send me your name and your physical mailing address, and I am going to send you out a booklet for free. Uh, No strings attached. And again, don't be concerned about sending me your email address that you're going to be inundated with, you know, requests for money and stuff like that. This is a ministry in which I want to bless you and help you to grow to become more like Jesus. And really, discipleship steps, that's what it's all about. It's taking steps to become like Jesus. And I'm excited about this because this is like a culmination of 30-plus years of ministry. And together with all the information that's in this booklet that will be on this podcast series is really going to look at the five areas in which Jesus taught and lived in his own life. We're going to take the word STEPS and use it as an acronym. And I think you're going to be amazed to find out um, just exactly what Jesus said and how he lived in regards to these five areas. And I'm excited about it. It's going to be filled with Scripture. And so we're going to take our time as we go through it. We're not in a hurry or rush to get through it. However, today on the very first podcast, I want to lay a foundation. I want to kind of start by, you know, looking at this whole entire issue of discipleship. Now, I I got to tell you something that may surprise you. Maybe it will not. Maybe maybe you're one of these individuals. Um, Over 30 years of ministry, I have literally asked hundreds of people, Were you ever discipled? The consistent answer from the majority has always been the same. No. Matter of fact, in many cases, people were asking me, what is discipleship? Uh, People would tell me, well, you know what? When I trusted Christ, I was told to, you know, attend all the church services and participate in the activities of the church. But the truth of the matter is, there was never any what I would call intentional discipleship done by the church, by the body of Christ. And that's why this burden has been on my heart for quite some time. I have been working on this for quite a long time. Um, You know, sometimes I'm a procrastinator. I I, want to do things and have deadlines and get things done. And And I got so many things going on at times in my life that I set things on the back burner. And that's what happened here to this discipleship steps. However, I believe in the the sovereign God that we serve. And I know that everything has its moment. It's time. And now's the time. And I am excited about this because I am going to bring about a teaching that I really believe that I've never witnessed or heard about in the church since I've been a Christian. I mean, you get the typical teaching, which talks about, you know, um, baptism, what baptism is all about once you're saved. It talks about what communion is about. Uh, It talks about the importance of attending church services. You may get some teachings on the assurance of your salvation. 
um, kind of like what many would call a new believers class. Well, this is not it. This is, this is nothing like that. This particular series is truly um, in-depth. It's going to look at the scriptures, and you will see quite often in the booklet, but also in my use of language, I talk about biblical discipleship. And the reason is, is because much of the discipleship that goes on today, unfortunately but true, is not really biblically based, or at least in the Bible, they're not following the example that is before us. Matter of fact, I find it very interesting as I study this whole entire subject for quite some time. Many times Jesus talked about being a disciple of his prior to them, the individuals listening to him, prior to them putting their faith or their trust in them. He kind of like gave them a warning. He kind of helped them to understand this is what is expected of you if you're truly going to be a disciple of mine which unfortunately but true, we don't hear very often today in the pulpits, in the classrooms, um, in the youth group meetings, etc. We're just compelling people uh, to believe in Jesus. But Jesus told the people that it's going to cost you something. He really painted a picture, and quite often as we study the Word of God, we see exactly what happened. The people would begin to um, disappear left and right. They, they wouldn't stay around. Now, I hope and pray through this teaching that you'll stick around, and I hope and pray that you'll tell other people about this. Now, this is brand new, uh, and at this point in time, we have um, different people already using this booklet um, in personal discipleship with other people, either members of their family. Um, recently in the church in which I pastor, we have someone who's trusted Christ, and she is being discipled through this series right now. Um, I really believe this really gives us a good, wholesome understanding what biblical discipleship is all about. And so what I want to do today, you're not going to need your booklet today, but I want to just talk about a few things and, again, lay that foundation and kind of help us to better understand what this is all about. When I talk about biblical discipleship, I'm talking about being trained by another mature believer who will use God's Word to help that person understand God's Word so that they may become obedient to God the Father, just like Jesus' Son. And then when we talk about discipleship, it is a process. It really is a lifelong journey. Some have said, and I would agree, it falls into the realm of what we would call in theology sanctification, our sanctification, our spiritual growth. And we never reach the pinnacle. Um, We're always running the race to win the prize. We're always learning. We're always growing, at least we should be. And again, when you really think about the words of Jesus in Luke chapter 6, verse 40, I think it brings us into a better perspective. Listen carefully. A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone, after he has been fully trained, will be like his teacher. Well, when you see this, and re- this is Jesus teaching now. He, he's, he's making it clear, a disciple. Well, what is a disciple? First of all, a disciple is a student or a pupil. 
is, is one who learns. So if you are a Christian, you are a disciple of Jesus Christ, you are first and foremost a, a, a student, a pupil. You need to learn. All of us as Christians should always be learning. And again, we never reach that pinnacle. I, I think to myself quite often, and, and I say this not to boast, but I, I spent many, many years in studying the Word of God and in schooling. I, I have in my study at the church, I, I have a plaque, a, a diploma that says that I have a doctorate of theology. And I worked about eight years in order to achieve this doctorate of theology. And in achieving it, I mean the hours, the papers, uh, so much that I had to take in. And yet I, I realize even after I got that doctorate of theology, I haven't arrived yet. I don't know it all. I'm continuing to learn to this day, and I began to realize that Christianity, true biblical Christianity, as being a disciple of Jesus Christ, is a lifelong learning process. You're never going to arrive. You're constantly learning. I've shared this with many people before. There have been certain verses in the Bible that I have read probably hundreds of times, and I find each time I come back to that particular verse, it's as if I find something new. I recognize something that I, I missed before. As something jumps out. Um, and again, I think that should be the life of all of us, not just for a pastor, but if you're a disciple of Jesus Christ, you are a student, you are a pupil, you are learning. Now, some people, i got to be honest with you, um, when it comes to learning or sitting in a classroom uh, or you know taking things in, maybe you don't do that well. Maybe that's not your cup of tea. But whenever we're talking about the fact that we are a disciple who is following our teacher, who's looking to our teacher, the one who has saved us, the one who has rescued us, the one who has delivered us from the wrath of God to come, the one who saved us, I, I mean, when you begin to think of salvation and what Christ has done on the cross for us, the truth of the matter is, I don't know about you, you begin to understand the first the foremost, the greatest commandment, to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength. I don't know about you, but as a Christian, when Christ saved me, I fell madly in love with him. I wanted to know more about him. I wanted to, I wanted to learn, and I still feel the same way. Not to mention, I want to tell the whole world about Jesus. He changed my life from the inside out. He, I became a new creature. And the old things passed away, and behold, all these new things that come from God. And, and I look at this verse again back in Luke 640. Um, everyone, after he's been fully trained, our, our training is not something that should be, oh, you got to be kidding, i got to be trained. It's something to me that excites me, because when we talk about being trained as a disciple, we're talking about the tool that God uses to train us, and that is his word, the Bible. Matter of fact, I love this passage in John chapter 8, and I'm sure you've read this before, but, but I want to share it with you again. It says in John chapter 8, verse 30, as he spoke these things, many came to believe in him. Jesus therefore was saying to the Jews who had believed him, 
if you abide in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Well, when I think about this, you know, if you abide, if you remain, if you're, if you're consistently in my word, and not just reading the word, but studying the word, and not just studying the word, but obeying the word. If, if the word of God, if your life is saturated in the word of God, then truly you're disciples of his. In other words, you prove yourself to be a pupil, a student. You prove yourself to be a true disciple of Jesus Christ. But here's the benefit. You'll know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Now, this is important because, again, Jesus here is talking to people who have believed in him. So he's making it clear to them as they study, as they know him more, and they have a greater understanding of who Jesus Christ is and and the work of God the Father, and why he sent his son totally. And and we get into, you know, we, we begin to, the Bible becomes to us living and active. And it does something in our lives, and, and we can't get enough of it. But as we learn these truths, they set us free, uh, free from error, free from um, not understanding, from the ignorancy that sometimes we have about certain things. And it's exciting to know that as we study the Word of God, it is going to help us to become more like Jesus. Because, again, our teacher was the Logos. He was the Word that became flesh and dwelt among us. He is the truth. He he is the one, I mean, we look at his life. You think about this. Christianity as a whole is what? It is Jesus Christ. I mean, we can't get away from Jesus when we talk about Christianity. He is Christianity. I mean, I think about, you know, we're here near the Christmas season. Think of what Christmas is really all about. It's about the Christ. And we'll begin to study God's Word, and I find that there are a lot of people, and we're going to get into this as we go further into this series, but there are many people that have never taken the time to learn how to study God's Word. People read God's Word. People, And please don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong in reading God's Word. But there's a big difference between reading and studying God's Word. And then as we take the Word and we, through the Holy Spirit, that application becomes evident. We, we apply it in our lives. And we begin to see the work that God does. But again, the key to all of this, the goal with this, is to to become like the teacher. I mean, our life should resonate. We, when people hear us and people see our lives in the way that we live, they should see Jesus. And Jesus was completely obedient to his heavenly Father. I mean, that's what it was all about. And I find this very intriguing. And, and over the years, I, I have begun to realize And that's why discipleship steps has become so important to me, because I think many people just have not got it. Um, Christianity has become more of a movement or more like a club that one joins. Um, it, It becomes somewhat of like a sorority versus a life that is to be lived 
just as our Lord, our Savior, our Master, our King Jesus lived. That's where we really show the light in the midst of darkness. It is as the Apostle Paul once said, it's no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives within me. And that's why in our speech and in our actions, people should see, they should hear Jesus Christ. And so when I look at all this and putting this together, this discipleship steps, that's what I am trying to accomplish is to help you understand is I have more and more, especially putting this all together, that again, I am a work in progress. But what God is doing in my life and what he's doing in all of our lives, for those who've truly trusted Christ, he is He is conforming us into the image of his son. That's what it's all about. And so in discipleship steps, there's no real hidden agenda. The agenda is simply, we're going to take steps to become like Jesus. Nothing more, nothing less. And and I guess, you know, before I end this first podcast here, I, I, I want to ask just a couple questions. If you were to look at your own life and take an evaluation, where are you, spiritually speaking? I mean, do you find yourself truly as one whose life is being lived, that people hear, people see Jesus in your life? I mean, truly. I, I mean, if you put yourself on a scale from 1 to 10, where, where would you place yourself? Or, or in your spiritual growth? I, I think of the writer of Hebrews, uh, as he wrote to, to those uh, Jews, he, he said, you know, by now— you should be teachers of the word. But again, you are babes. You, you, you need to bottle. You need to be fed again the bottle because you're not where you need to be. And see, I find that something that, that is challenging for me also because there's an expectation that just as we grow physically and get older, we should be growing spiritually. And there should be an obviousness in our life that our life has has been changed. And in that change, there's a progression. And that progression is, again, the, the ultimate goal is to be like Jesus. Here's another question I just want you to think about. When it comes to the Word of God, the Bible, how much time do you spend in it? I mean, just be honest. I mean, how much time, if you put yourself on a scale from 1 to 10, where would you place yourself? Now, again, I, this is a judgment-free zone. I, I'm just sharing with you that I think as we all look at our lives, you know, when it comes to what we find as priority, what we find as important to us really demonstrates also, you know, our spiritual life and, and where we are with God. And, and I've met people along the way. I meet people every once in a while who say, you know what, Marty, I don't like to read. I have a trouble reading. Well, you know, today we have the Bible available on audio. I mean, you can you can put it on your phone. You can walk and you can listen. Put your you know put your you know AirPods on and and you can just go listening and you can you can put it in reverse and listen to it over and over again. You I mean you can repeat. You can do all kind of stuff today. Um, you know, there's tons of Bible teaching. But I'm saying if when it comes to the Word of God, do you study the Word of God? Or uh, do you get up in the morning and have kind of that 60 seconds, okay, I'm going to look at a verse, and then I'm gone. I've done my thing. I'm going to give my 30-second prayer along with my 60-second read, and I'm gone for the day. And I, 
to me, that's good enough. Well, it really isn't good enough. You know, for some people, it's they don't pick up their Bible, unfortunately, but true until they arrive on church on Sunday, if they even get there. Um, sometimes people will go through midweek service or a Bible study, small group. But in many cases, I find the sad reality that we're not really into God's word the way we should be. And I find that very problematic because as I read to you early, he said to those who believed him, if you abide, if you continue remain in my word, then truly you're disciples of mine. You know, and again, it's something that should be a part of our life. And if, if I could ever encourage you to do anything, read Psalms 119. Psalms 119 talks about the word of God and the psalmist writes how blessed he is and how important it is, the word of God in our life. I would just challenge you and encourage you to do so. And so I guess as we put this all together and we lay this foundation before we begin the uh, teaching of discipleship steps, I just want to encourage you. I want to encourage you before you take this journey. Again, um, all of us, I don't care who you are. It doesn't make a difference whether you have some theological degree or you don't. It doesn't make a difference whether you teach a Sunday school class or a small group. It, it doesn't make a difference where you even may be on the spiritual scale, wherever you, you may even rate yourself. The key is that all of us, truly, if we are born from above, born again, children of the living God, if we are truly disciples of Jesus Christ, then all of us need to take steps to become like Jesus. There's no exceptions to the rule. Even for some of you pastors that will listen to this podcast, we all need to grow. We all need to move forward. And every time we look at our life, every time we look into the perfect mirror, I call it the Word of God, we see the things that need to change. We see the blemishes. We see things that we know that we need to work on. We, need, we, we see the areas in which we need to surrender and submit to God, and we need to walk in obedience to Him. So again, I want everybody out there who's going to be a part of Discipleship Steps to realize and recognize that this is for all of us. And again, if you've not received your free booklet, email me with your name and your address to discipleshipsteps at gmail.com. That's discipleshipsteps at gmail.com. And I look forward as the next podcast will begin our journey together here on Study the Word. Thanks for listening to Study the Word Podcast with Bible teacher Dr. Marty Minto. If you have questions in regards to today's study or any questions about the Bible and or spiritual issues, then email us at studythewordpodcast at gmail.com. We hope through today's teaching you have learned biblical truth so that you can teach others and defend the Christian faith. Tell others about Study the Word Podcast available on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor.fm. Once again, thanks for listening to Study the Word Podcast with Dr. Marty Mento.